Welcome to the Phantom Zone. And now, text. All right, so what is our first news item for the evening? Uh, let's start at the top. So, Hush, the animated yeah. movie. So, one, this looks awesome. DC's, for the most part, had a pretty good record for their animated films. Yeah. I don't know, like, every so often, like, I leave, like... I don't watch like three or four in a row, and then I watch like all of them at once. It's way easier now with the app, which I'm sure a lot more people are going to jump on thanks to that image of Swamp Thing that came out. Because goddamn, did that look awesome? Uh, which, yeah, I've just seen the screens of that, and it looks great. Oh, there was like a high res photo that was released. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I think it's in the Phantom Zone. I'll try to find it and post it. In oh, here. I think I yeah, I think I saw yeah. that post. When which kind of ties okay. in one of our other stories later on because it's made by uh, James Wan. Well, I was gonna say, like, oh, it's, shit. Funny you, it's funny you say that because I, uh, the the thing that's probably gonna let make me like, like when when Doom Patrol comes out on Friday, I'm gonna get DC, the DC app, and the thing that made me, I was like, break down and and, and get it is that Flex Metallo scene. Yeah, where he flexing and run orgasms. Oh my <laughs> god, are you? That's a scene. Yeah, it is. So yeah, so they're in like <laughs> uh, they're in like Dannyland. I assume, yeah, okay. and like, and they're talking to Flex Mentallo, and Flex like he like he flexes, and then everyone starts like kind of like getting like weird. Everyone and but Robot Man. Everyone but <laughs> Robot Man. Robot Man's like, what is going on? And Crazy Jane's like, we're coming, <laughs> and, like, and, every, and everyone starts orgasming, and Robot Man's like, oh, oh, and. I am also orgasming. <laughs> and then, oh, and then he's he get he cocks in his his per episode. What the fuck? Yeah, and like, and then and then Flex like apologizes. Okay, so it seems like they're doing the kind of like a adaptation of the newer Doom Patrol stuff. Uh, I think they're well. The villain for it is, I think, Mister Nobody. Yeah, who was like uh, who was like the big villain for the first Grant Morrison arc. But like it definitely has like characters and um members who weren't a part of that original run. Like Cyborg. Uh, that and uh, uh Elasta Woman or Elasta Girl or Yeah. I haven't watched the show yet, but is Cyborg kind of taken Beast Boy's place in the team? At uh, least it seems that way kind of from the trailers. Well I'm waiting to watch until the entire thing is out and then I could just binge the whole thing. I don't remember what his role like i didn't i've that's i saw him and caught up with titans well yeah because beast boy starts off in Titans, but he's everybody but cyborg is in titans and then they change out the professor obviously who the perfect the actor yeah um cyborg comes in at, like he's trying to make his he's trying to campaign to, to he's trying to like get onto the just onto the just the just league and it's just i think if grant morrison watched the doom patrol DC Universe sh- series, I think he he tri- he he'd like it. Yeah, because there's a lot of trippy shit. Yeah, uh, like it's like what they can do Crazy Jane goes into like her own head. Oh yeah, I've seen the trailer for that, and, and it's all her personalities. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that, and like Robot Man is in her head, right? Yeah, and yeah, because they drop. They're actually pretty good at dropping like on face like their Facebook ads, like trailers for specific episodes. Mm-hmm. And because of obviously all the stuff that we do, I get all those targeted ads. Yeah, and I imagine there was an episode where after like there was a cult. I'm blanking on the name of the cult. 
Suit the Cobra Cult? Because that would be funny. It was a cult about bringing the, the end of the world, obviously. And uh, it was, Maybe it's like Brother Bloods, like the Blood Cult, or... No, it was, fire. it was... A, it was about an eye... Like, an eye would appear in the, in, in the sky and start erasing people. Oh, so maybe like a Brother Eye? It's probably something they just made up for the show. That sounds very interesting. But we can uh, spin back around to this because I believe is this Hush movie is it like direct to the app and then it's also going to be released in like hard copy I believe. Ever it when it releases it releases digital it'll be on the app. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it, it also gets a physical release on the thirteenth, but it's it comes out like two and a half weeks early digitally. Oh uh, yeah, because I see like they even have it like um, what do you call it, with the DC Universe thing at the top. The extras are interesting too because there's going to be like. A Sergeant Rock animated short, uh, Batman, fe- another like little Batman featurette, and then some sneak previews for some other stuff. So they're doing like another Wonder Woman movie, like animated movie. Oh, cool. And then there are two, it looks like, from like the Batman, like two things from the vault, which it was like a Batman Superman crossover from the old cartoon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, I do think DC's doing a good job in kind of retroactively adding stuff to the app to make it more worthwhile and the cast in this looks fantastic yeah, it's, it's it's everybody really that's been app. around okay uh i i just i'm prop the wiki uh it has to do with the cult of the unwritten oh, okay are the unwritten book yeah I don't, and the, I don't and the d creator hmm. i do think do, has um for the animated dc stuff has um jennifer morrison been the voice of catwoman for more than one film She's from like um, Once Upon a Time and uh, House. Let's see. Because I don't think Jerry O'Connell, this might be his first time as Superman, I'm thinking. No, he's playing him before. Okay, and then his, which is funny, his wife, is Rebecca Romaine, is playing Lois Lane. Uh, and Rain Wilson is Lex Luthor. That's yeah, a, that was the one a- that popped out to me. I like Vanessa Williams as Amanda Waller, so that's got to be new. And then <laughs> Peyton List, who's been in like, Everything comic booky is going to do Poison Ivy, which she was like the third iteration of Poison Ivy, apparently on Gotham. And I only know this. He brings up like a, a yeah. couple days ago. Because when we were doing Smallville, she's in season four of Smallville as uh, Lucy Lane. And then she was on uh, The Flash as Golden Glider. It's, uh, Goth- it's very strange that they use uh, Hush's real name in this. Uh, as a separate character? As it, yeah, when they could have just said like the voice of Hush, like they didn't. Uh, have they to, want like, to keep the illusion going. They want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, because I think if you didn't dancing. know, you wouldn't necessarily. And that could also be young Hush. That like I don't know. They could do so. I'm There's got to be a scene, like a scene or two, where we get the young Bruce and Tommy. I I really hope so. The Hush is kind of like my favorite Batman comic mm-hmm. that I've read. It was the I, it was the first one I was given at least. That oh, I this is interesting that Tara Strong is playing a reporter, but not Harley. Somebody else is playing Harley. Uh, yeah, that's super weird. Yeah, uh, Hush is like one of those stories that like I really liked until I like still like I just read more Batman and I was and then I tried going back to Hush and I was like, oh, I mean, it's like it's basically like your big budget batman comic where it's like you got jim lee you got like all the cool villains show up they're all drawn by jim lee they all look great um well he basically but, does the exact same plan that they did with bane in um 
what do you Nightfall? call it? Nightfall, where he just like sends hordes and hordes, like all of his rogues galleries at Batman to break him. Except that he has this other connection. Like he's just the reverse Batman. Yeah, not to not to kind of like give it away, but I, I think it's like the the big twist of that series uh, of that book, like kind of undervalues like Hush as like a a character. Yeah, I but I feel like I feel the same way about Hush as I feel about Thomas uh, Thomas Wayne Jr. or um... uh, I like that I like the twist of Thomas Wayne Jr. more, and it only sucks that they've never gone back to that well, really. Yeah. Because I think it would have worked as like if that if they would have made that like hard canon, that would have been such an epic thing to reveal. Which probably I know Connor has no idea what we're talking about. And I think like the unfortunate <laughs> thing about Thomas Thomas Wayne Jr. No, I I do know that one. I get that reference. <laughs> I get that I, one. I, and I think the reason why they haven't used Thomas Thomas Wayne Jr. is because you have Thomas Wayne Senior running but, around right now, and it's like why would you use junior when you have senior yeah well which we'll get to that part when we get to that story yeah that's that other part i don't know about i know the thomas wayne jr thing i don't know the senior thing so um we'll get to it that's going to be our last major news story is involved with that so uh we can bounce to the next thing which i personally don't think is a huge surprise which is the return of oh my god of um wildcats yeah wildcats because they've They've had a couple. There's, there were two Wildstorm books, and then it's got cut down to one, like new release. And then the Wildcats were in the mainstream Wildstorm book or the main Wildstorm book. Well, I think the Michael Cray book was never intended to be an ongoing. I think that no, was just I really like that book too. That was like a. I would suggest anybody wants to read. I like the weird Wildstorm alternate versions of all of the heroes, especially I like their Barry and their Aquaman. Their Aquaman is so weird. And uh, but yeah, like you know, Grifter and all these characters are all in the mainstream Wildstorm book, so it makes sense for this team because we haven't really seen much of this team in the Wildstorm book, it's more concentrated on the other two teams, so it's makes sense for them to come back. But this is like you know, Warren Ellis joining this is awesome, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know anything about Wildcats, but I, I'll read anything. Oh man, Wildcats, Wildcats is really good. I'm just kind of like sitting over here waiting for. Uh, than to bring back Gen 13. <laughs> they tried a new 52 and it was garbage. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. And it was just like, yeah, the team sucked. Like what they did with uh, Fairchild was awful. Oh, and they uh, tied it into that whole weird Teen Titans book where they were in, what the hell was that thing called with the weird the, wing guy? The, uh, the Ravager. Oh God, and that was so dumb. Then they killed yeah. Artemis in like the first issue, like the they, the bone yeah, arrow Artemis. Yeah, they brought her in because she was like a fan favorite character from Young Justice, and they immediately killed her. Like hard, she got thrown into like a lava pit or something like that. Ugh, man. Oh man, there is a specific book I want to come back and our series to come back, and that that it was a book that uh, Gail Simone wrote. It was about it superheroes that retired, like old superheroes that retired. Oh, that sounds interesting. I think it's Tranquility Lane. Hmm. So it's or like it's like, like red, but with superheroes. No, no. It's just them in retirement being happy. No, yeah, just... that's cool. I don't know. I like Gail Simone's. Like you say, she wrote something. I will believe you that it was awesome. This was like from um, this is before, or this is I think one that the second or third time they tried they tried rebooting the Wallstorm universe. 
Well, they tried real hard in New 52 because they had like four books. Because it was Voodoo, Wildcats. Uh, it was Voodoo, Grifter, um, Stormwatch. Stormwatch, Stormwatch, and Midnighter and Apollo. I no, think Midnight, Midnighter had his own series. Yeah. Midnighter, well, Midnighter and Apollo. The Midnighter series, and then Midnighter and Apollo came later, but. Um, yeah, I think it had like four books, which was like pretty hard. The Voodoo book was the one that I was like the least interested in. The Midnighter one I thought was actually, and the, then the Midnighter and Apollo ones I thought were fine. The Grifter one was kind of a whatever. Because Rob Blyfeld killed it. The only thing they did interesting was like they were actually interesting characters when they were in the Flashpoint universe with Lois, like Grifter and Lois running around was interesting. But yeah, I liked um, this, the Grifter and Batman interactions in Flashpoint Paradox. They oh, make yeah. it, they made making a joke about being like being a, like a, something. A, they made a Robin joke. Yeah. I was trying to figure out like what that line was called that they like put them under, and it was the edge. Oh god. Uh yeah. So yeah, there was Stormwatch. Uh it was. Oh, Team Seven. Predator. Team Seven came a little bit later. Yeah. Voodoo. I yeah. think Voodoo. Voodoo. I know was one of the first ones in like that first wave. It was Voodoo and Grifter. Yeah. And Stormwatch. Yeah. And Stormwatch. That's my favorite. Cle- uh, Creedus Clearwater revival song. <laughs> Voodoo Stormwatch. Yeah, Voodoo Stormwatch. All right, so let's bounce to our next thing, which is IDW is going to announce something huge at San Diego. Yeah, so they're going to announce a huge career in comic for Comic Con. Who, like, I don't know if that means that they're going to be like taking someone's career own project and coming to IDW with it, or if they're announcing a whole new series. Um. It could be, you know, I, like the only person I know that's had like a huge career on comic for IDW in the past has been Joe Hill. So uh, with Lock and Key. So I don't know if it's a new Joe Hill project, but um, I, 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 I kind of feel like if you're like putting this out here as news of like a huge career own thing, like I, I feel like announcing another Joe Hill book would just be like a little not as big as underwhelming. Um, yeah, and then, you know, and, and if it's an existing thing, there's not really too much out there that you can grab that isn't self-published. Like, people thought about The Goon, but The Goon is being published by uh, Albatross Comics, which is Eric Powell's uh, thing. You know, all the Terry Moore books are, you know, being published by Terry Moore himself. So um, I, I, mean, I don't know. If they wanted to make a splash, it would be more like poaching someone for a new project. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something to keep an eye out for, and hopefully it's good. Um, there's been some interesting stuff IDW has been doing, um, So, and I'm always for like creator-owned stuff, so hopefully we get something cool. We can move on to <laughs> Sony uh, Movie Studios is re- is planning to make a new Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah, dude, it's going to be wild. Uh, they would be wicked, yo. They've been trying to make a Masters of the Universe movie for like the last like decade now. Well, yeah, uh, because it's Conan in space. But like, it's funny because like the you know the directors that they have attached to us now are like uh, no one who has like uh, a big um, like any kind of like like even like a little release to their name. Like it's all like short films, which feels like the situation that they did uh, that i forgot which studio this was but with the dark tower where you had all these big uh, 
people attached. And then it was just like this sunken cost fallacy where you're like, okay, we just put so much money into this array. Like, let's just get it out there with whoever. Oh, see, like to me, I think of Josh Trank and Fox. But I mean, Josh Trank. He did have Chronicle, but like it was a short that then they like gave him some money and he made that. Like Chronicle was made on like a budget. But then he like, because he went like straight from Chronicle to Fantastic Four, right? Uh, possibly. Yeah. But but I but like Trank at least had a major studio film out. Like these mm-hmm. guys have like he had a little bit of training wheels. Yeah, it's not like even um, uh, what's his name that did Black Panther? Because he Brian had like, yeah, his his was like a real gradual because it went from what like Fruitvale to Creed to the Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, but I don't know. I do know the kid because he's been in a lot of sh- things that my wife has watched. And, um, yeah, he's tall and ethnic-y. Like, he's that weird. <laughs> like, uh, I love how you're tiptoeing around every, every possible step. Yeah, because, like, his name, like, he's, he, in the shows I've seen, he plays, like, Hispanic, but he has that, like, look where he's, like, could play, like, kind of any sort of tan skin person. Uh-huh. so it's interesting and he's really young like he's in his like early early 20s he's probably like 23 oh dude he's younger than me yeah he's yeah. uh yeah jeez. yeah so i've seen him in because my wife watched which they've done a spinoff for like this foster show from that was on abc family now it's freeform uh-huh. and then he was in a big netflix tween movie yeah i'm, I'm looking at his imdb right now and it's <laughs> it's He's like your average teenage heartthrob. He yeah. did that classic run. Wait, how old is he? Hot. He is 20, 22? Yeah. Yeah, he's a baby baby. Mm-hmm. Man, even yeah. I feel old. Man, He replaced, actually, in that one show, the, the first season or first two seasons was like some kid that was really big from like Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Who was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And he replaced him. But he's, <laughs> he's a tall, like, if he does a bunch of HGH, like, he'll be big. Like he's got to be like six three, six four, or something like that. So I can see him physically. He definitely has the pretty boy look where he can pull off the what the hell's He Man's other name? Prince Adam? Uh, Prince Adam? Yeah, I think it's that Prince sounds Adam. Right. I know. Like I, I'm, we're like I think me and John are like in the generation post He Man was a thing. Uh, I had like some figures for He-Man, but I never saw like a He-Man show when I was a kid. Yeah, it's the same time period as like Thundercats. Maybe it's like actually it's maybe a little bit before Thundercats. We had like a retro channel here in Canada that just played retro cartoons on. It was like one of the twenty channels we had. So I watched He-Man on that and and Power Rangers and stuff. That's about it. Uh, I hope they kind of take a. Uh, look at what they've been doing with Shira, and kind of, you know, do yeah. do kind of the same flavors that they've been doing with Shira with this. I well, think that's, that's, the whole that's thing. a they, little too much subtlety for. They Sony. tried to reboot a cartoon of He Man like five years ago. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. It's like they <laughs> did. I can't remember if they did He Man or Thundercats first. I feel like He Man was first. He-Man was first, and then, and they, then did they did Thundercats. Then they did Thundercats, which also didn't do well. Then they did Voltron, which kicked ass. And uh, then now well, sh- well, the thing about like Thundercats, and I thought it was good, uh, and it looked very, very good, and I liked uh, a lot of the new character designs, but it was just... Uh, I think it was just like a little bit too serious, 
And like they also just kind of kept on putting it at like weird times. Yeah, and well, what that's what like helped Voltron and Shira's that they're on Netflix. Yeah. Those others were on Cartoon Network, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So we can pop over to our next thing, which ties back into what we were talking about before. So James Wan and Lindsay Beer are bringing the Magic Order to Netflix. So, uh, can someone give me the elevator pitch on what the Magic Order is? Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm not sure what it is. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I don't read Mark Millar comics, so. Oh, wow. All of us don't know that. Yeah, I can read you what it says. It says, Mark Millar's miniseries, The Magic Order, introduced the idea of a war between different families of magicians. It's the first new comic from Mark Millar after signing a 2017 deal selling his company, Millar World, to Netflix. Oh, so that's why they're making this. Because he sold his stuff. uh, Like, my comic book guy, like, he loves The Magic Order, and he's been trying to get me to read The Magic Order, but, like... uh... Mark Mark Millar is a shithead, so I'm like, ah, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> There's like, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm like, and I do like magic stuff. The actual book that from Image that I was going to bring up later is actually a new magic book um, that's been getting some hype called Excellence, and it's really interesting, especially like it's a, uh, it's kind of Harry Pottery where there's like a magic world behind the world, but it appears that the like it's I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like, it's all the main characters are black, um, including our main character. And he's also, like, the son of, like, the main family. And, like, magic powers are kind of passed down generation to generation. Cool. And he was, like, an uh, extremely late bloomer. And thus, he had, like, a horrible relationship with his dad because he was kind of seen as a disappointment. So, it's, like, all the... It's it's interesting. They've only had one issue come out. It's by Brandon Thomas, Kari Randolph, and Emilio Lopez. And it was pretty good. I would say if you're into like magic stuff, uh, check it out. It's kind of got this cool art style too, where it's kind of a. Uh, it reminds me of like the Boondocks, the like cartoon comic strip kind of style. Okay. It's like very hard edge with like the not like a pretty big black outline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's pretty cool and it's interesting and it has like a really cool like after there's like a two page thing of uh, the writer talking about why he did it and. And it's like he loves stories about fathers and sons. Mm-hmm. So, no, uh, that sounds really interesting. Yep. So let's move on to the next thing, and okay. that is Adult Swim has greenlit Primal from the creator of Samurai Jack. So, okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be rad. good. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, there's not much else to be said besides that trailer was wicked cool. Basically, it's like um, all all you people that are like really bummed, like ten years ago that Korgoth never got made. Here's a spiritual successor to that. Yeah, so I have not seen the trailer, so it's just like, what is like the kind of elevator pitch of it? Because I just see like a caveman riding a T Rex. Ah, uh, dude, that's the elevator pitch. What are you all talking? Right, that's about? what I thought, and the art here looks amazing. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's just basically prehistoric era caveman dealing with like. The dawn of evolution. There's like dinosaurs about to die out. You know, it's it's like pulp, 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 pulp. Oh, pulpy, pulpy, pulp. Oh, awesome. It's like I I I see it as like the Flintstones, but uh, a realistic look at it. Oh, I was thinking of actually, what's that old Hanna Barbera cartoon? Look, man, uh, that that last comic book of the Flintstones was actually. You know what? That is that is very true. The those comics were awesome. 
really hit the head on the uh, nail on the head with those ones. All right. So the next thing deals with the two main creators from Game of Thrones are taking on, I believe it's like a Star Wars trilogy, right? Or is it just? Yeah, they've got their own kind of set of movies. They were getting. And yet Brian Johnson, his stuff got canned. No, it didn't. He's still doing it. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a sec. He's doing another one. So this is like a second set of movies. Yeah, yeah, they have they have a bunch of different spin-offs yeah. planned out. Like, yeah. like the next one three. is the end of the as far as we know of like the Skywalker kind of yeah. things. And then yeah, Ryan Johnson has his trilogy, which he hasn't said when it is like set. And this is like another set of movies. Like I can't I can't wait to see like who are like the bigger like babies, like Star Wars fans. Because, like, they don't like the Star Wars thing the Game of Thrones guys are making. Or the Game of Thrones fans who are mad about how they've ruined Star Wars. Oh, it's going to be the Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are generational. I don't know. Like, I was a big... I'm a fan of both things. I am someone that's been very disappointed by the finale of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And um, I also did not realize that the one guy wrote X-Men, X-Men Origins. Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of holding my breath, and maybe like the number of entries or what they're doing will be kind of adjusted based on the reaction that's happened from Game of Thrones. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's a great yeah. point. So we'll see. Like, I don't know. I don't really want to get into the whole Game of Thrones thing. I'm actually like trying to move past it. Yeah, that's fair. Because I would guess, like, I would just say, if like, you, I was very met. Actually, if you think that's bad. Here we you go. No, you have no idea how it, how old school Star Trek fans how they feel about Discovery. Oh yeah, I know they hate Discovery. Yeah, but is... like the, those aren't even like real fans. They're like people who, who like complain about like diversity in the cast and like don't even like realize that that's like what Star Trek has always been about. Yeah, Star Trek is always like Star Trek is the entire world is like a super left wing communist view. Of the future. And that sounds like really weird. But like they don't have money. They just do stuff. I can't remember one of the movies actually like uh, in the next generation actually like talked about it. Uh, I think it's like First Contact. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's, what's the plot? Uh, is, is it time yeah, it's first, No, it's First Contact because when they bring um, what's her name that played uh, from Luke Cage. Oh, Alfred Woodard. Yeah. When they bring Alfred Woodard up to the ship, she's like, wait, how do you pay for all this? And they're just like, um, we don't like it, everyone just does stuff. And she's like, wait, what? Yeah. And they kind of explained that like, yeah, because they're technology and they could just like make anything at any point. Money's like cease to have any meaning. So I don't know how people are surprised that like Star Trek is like very liberal. I don't know. People just want uh, their fiction their way. Yeah. And they I literally brought it up. I'm like in my political science thing that I'm doing, like in a thing I wrote up, I brought up Star Trek. So that's why like that popped in my head really quick. Mm hmm. Um, so let's go to this next thing, which is Matthew Rosenberg is writing the four kids walk into a bank movie. I have uh, no idea what any of this is. Oh, uh, it's, it's, so, it's, I'm really happy about this. Uh, so four kids walk into a bank is a comic that was written by Matthew Rosenberg. Uh, and it was done through black mask. Uh, it was kind of like one of their, their big books that kind of like blew up. Yeah. Sort of what put them on the map. Uh, it's basically it's about, it's basically about uh, a group of kids 
get roped in with a couple bank robbers, and they plan to rob a bank. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a good concept. No, so, it, yeah. it, it, it really, really is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like one trade. Uh, uh, Karen Gillan like described it as Tarantino meets Goonies. Oh, that, that's a good. That's a, that's a good pitch. I like yeah. that. And Matthew yeah. Matthew Rosenberg he said, or it is not when he announced that he was going to be. Oh my god! Writing I'm it. reading the tweet right now. Yeah. Read it. <laughs> okay, so in other news, I've been hired to write the screenplay for the upcoming Four Kids Walk Into a Bank movie. This is equal parts exciting and terrifying. Now I gotta go read the book, I guess. I'm pretty sure I know what happens, though. Yeah, I'm guessing he just, like, got given a, uh, what do you call it? Like a... A trade? That, yeah. Or, oh, I'm sure they give it to him later, but I'm sure, like, he, like, in order to, like, sign on, like, you probably got, like, oh, here's basically what it's about. So, um, oh, that sounds awesome. Everything you sold me on, I want to go read that book now, so... All right. So before we get into like the biggest news story, mm-hmm. uh, Alan, you wanted to bring up uh, yeah, something? Justin, Justin uh, Ponser. He uh, passed away a few days ago. Uh, actually, on a, Monday. But he's like a colorist. Yeah. Uh, what has he worked on? He's uh, he's actually done a, cr- a crap ton of like he's done colors on a bunch of books, like a crap ton of books, like New Avengers. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at some of it right uh, now. Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, see, like, he did Guardians and some Avengers stuff. He did a lot of Marvel Now stuff. Or he's worked for Marvel and DC, but a lot of stuff, most of the stuff for Marvel. He did some stuff with uh, Image, uh, with specifically Wildcats. It sucks. Cancer sucks. So, And he, he, was, he wasn't even 50. He was 42 years old. Didn't even yeah. make it to 45. He's 10 years older than me, and that's depressing. So, yeah, that sucks, and fuck cancer. Yeah, man, fuck cancer. All right, so... Oh, uh, before we get into the last story, i also like to announce that uh, I'll be writing Batman for DC. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right! (laughs) So, yeah. So glad to have such, like, an honored writer and uh, seasoned vet here on the podcast. Well, it seems like, you know, we're not the only ones that have taken issue with some of the things that for, you know, all intents and purposes, a extremely good writer has done with Batman. And apparently the heads of DC have given him the axe and he will no longer. Well, when it comes specifically to writing Batman and his last issue will be, what's it, 87, 85, Uh, 85. Yeah, some some issue at the end of the year. Yes. So, oh yeah, he'll finish up 2019. Um, so but he, um, he has he has a at least it said uh, several new announced projects for this year and next year planned. Yeah, it says that he'll stay with DC, but he won't be writing for Batman. Yeah, um, he has a I, bunch of the other books going because he's still technically he's doing has, Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, which is on hold because. <laughs> The Doomsday Clock is on hold, so and they're tied to each other. Oh, are they? Yeah, they yeah. like yeah. They're the they cannot release the final issues of Heroes in Crisis until a certain point in Doomsday Clock because oh, the fuck. endings are tied together. All right, well that's just never going to happen. Exactly. So um, one of the main issues with this whole thing has been like he has said from joining Batman um, that 
his entire story, like everything, even though there's like many, like it's been arcs, but they're actually all mini arcs in this like huge uh, story that he's telling where the non-wedding of Batman and Catwoman was like the midpoint, which pissed off a lot of people, me included, because it was just like such a obvious like blue balls moment. Like no one thought, no, everyone knew that it wasn't going to happen. And then the way it didn't happen was so dumb. And then the last couple of issues of the book has basically been a terrible like 90s, 80s sitcom style of writing, which is basically Batman is trapped in fear toxin and going through different nightmare scapes. Oh, God. Yes, exactly. It's like this whole weird thing where Bane is using Psycho Pirate, and then that's what brought in um, the tie-in to Heroes in Crisis, which was... um, what was it? The thing with Gotham Girl. Oh, dude! I actually just started buying all those like issues. I got like the first couple books, so it's good to know that he's still referencing things that happened at the start of his run. Because yeah, yes. uh, it's part of the. It's the only way to calm down Gotham Girl well, after her brother dies well, and everything. The concept of Gotham and Gotham Girl was actually like interesting. Like people whose powers, like the more they use them, the faster they're going to die. Yeah. Is like really interesting. Yeah, where Gotham beats the shit out of the Justice League. That yeah. was cool as hell. Uh, but it, I mean, it, yeah. it's good to know that they're kind of bringing it back for some annoying reasons, but it, it kind of goes to show that he is still planning long ahead with this 100 issue plot. Yeah, so basically, there's been a couple of things. Um, one, there's been a dip in sales. And then the other thing is that, you know, at points he has said um, they were going to, uh, Alan posted some quotes here, so something that's going to change the character for a generation or maybe more, maybe forever, which I'm sure GC would loves to hear. Although it, it seemed like they knew this stuff and then somebody may have either not been paying attention or changed their mind. It's GC. They never pay attention. Yeah. So it's because he's been basically isn't saying. Ba- for- isn't Batman still like the number one selling book of DC. Yes, yeah. but it dipped. It has still dipped in sales. Like it dipped below. I th- in one of the articles I was looking at, it dipped below Immortal Hulk the last time, like for its week. So it has been dipping in sales. Oh my god, the Immortal Hulk is the fourth best selling comic book. Holy shit! Yeah. So That's... I think I think they're like not happy about that. How is I mean, like, I think Immortal Hulk is really good, but, like, how does Immortal Hulk selling that well? But, like, also, okay, I'm looking at this right now. Like, Batman's number five and number six, so it's like, you're selling two books a month of of Batman, and the only other DC book that's doing better than it is the Batman Who Laughs, because, for some reason, I guess. Well, Batman Who Laughs has been a fucking awesome book. Uh, yeah, oh, I just picked uh, up. The I'll take your issue. word for it. I haven't read it, but I'm really excited. Uh, I've really liked what they've liked. It's actually the Batman, like besides Detective, like I am enjoying Batman Who Laughs as a Batman book more than I've enjoyed like the normal Batman book. Well, it's it's Scott Snyder, and he's just a real good Batman. Yeah. Book. Also, uh, Connor and Lou. Um, yes. The the final chapter in the Snyder Capullo Batman like saga. Next week. Oh no way! Oh wow! Uh, I have to catch up on all of that. That's the thing. But I will. I will it's, do my due diligence. It's basically. That. I think it's. It's, Batman with the severed head of the Joker, 
but st- but Joker's still alive somehow. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, like I don't know, those books are like super trippy, and that's why I don't know Snyder is kind of like a baby Morrison to me, so that's why I always kind of dig his stuff. Yeah, but yeah, well, this he did end... he did all of metal and yeah. like everything he did led up to that, and that was that yeah, was which... no like that was metal as fuck. I which is why like they it. gave him basically. I th- is he writing the Justice League book? I think right now he's still writing it. Yeah, so like that is why he's kind of running the main boat. But the thing is, some it, it's his run right now is some people are complaining like they don't like it's not really nothing's going nothing is really happening. Yeah, it's a lot of setup right now. Like I just read. Oh no, I'm talking about even in the beginning. Oh, in the beginning of the Justice League. Like no, I mean the beginning of his run. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, like I just the, read the uh, most recent one, and he even tied back into like Barbados, which was really interesting. I think that's how you say that name, right? From uh. Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, and you know, I I said Barbados, but like, that's <laughs> that, that was, yeah, yeah, definitely. Barbados. Okay. Barbados. He has that long-standing rivalry with Conrad, uh, Hermes Conrad, about dealing oh. his, dealing his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what was that character's name? Did you say Bar- Barbados Slim? Barbados Slim. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, it's just like it's interesting that this apparently went down at like didn't it go down at like a con or something? Yeah, I, I think, they pulled I think him it, aside. Yeah, you know, I don't think that's. I mean, That'd be I, really I, think, unprofessional I think it was a long. Time. I I think it was a long time coming. I don't think it was just something that just happened this weekend. Yeah, because there's been like other things. It's like the backlash from Heroes in Crisis. There was the stuff I can't remember what it was called, but they did like the. Like a Superman book specifically for Walmart that's supposed to be for kids, and then his story was like Superman seeing Lois die like a thousand yeah, times. We actually cut, co- we covered that, yeah. Um, so, like, he's been was... like in, getting really bad press, so I'm sure that that did not help him. So, I don't know, it's been an interesting I mean, story. I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's like DC has editors, DC has like people in charge. Like, if they didn't like, basically, what his pitch was, then, like, why didn't they, like, wrangle him in and try changing the story before it came out? Because, like, I very much doubt, like, Heroes in Crisis was, like, a book that Tom King pitched, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then they saw it before it went out to everyone else, and they're like, oh, yeah, wait, like, this is really bad, but we're going to put it out anyways. You mean, like, that issue where they showed Batman's dick? And they backpedaled it so hard that they tripped exactly. over themselves. Exactly. Wait, no, that was a good thing, though. Yeah, I mean, that but... was like that was the thing that like got people actually kind of interested in the Black Label. And now, did you know that the second Black Label book is coming out next like week? Isn't it the sequel and, to? Um, it's uh, it's uh, it's the sequel Superman. to White Knight, isn't it? No, it's Superman Year One. Oh God. Okay. So I guess and, White Knight's going to be the third. But like, how? How much time has passed between this and and Batman Damn number one? Well, like, but like they, they, they didn't come out with a third one. Because I think uh, they just did two. There's three issues, but the okay. third issue was super late. And then uh, I don't even remember reading the third. Who, the third who knows? One. Who knows when issue four will be out? Yeah, Barbados Slim. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what. I, I, I'm like I basically at the end of the day it's like between the stuff with Tom King, the stuff with Heroes in Crisis, the, st- the stuff with what, a Doomsday Clock, the stuff that's going on with Black Label, uh, 
like the the rudderless like direction of that entire line it's just like i don't i don't know i don't know what dc's plan is i don't know what dc's goal is like and it makes me it's like like at the end of the day like what is what is this all amount to that brian michael bennis is taking over for batman like oh man because i because i'm not super interested in reading bendis batman yeah at least which is weird because he's been like kicking ass with all of the like wonder comics like naomi came out last week and i like really dug i really am digging where naomi's going Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah like i don't know who they would have jump on that book unless it's just like like Snyder's way too busy so it'll be interesting to see i guess that's why they gave him to the end of the year so they could find somebody well and also snyder's already written batman like yeah don't like recycle. I, I don't want to see him go back. Yeah. Oh. It'll be interesting oh. to see what they do, to say the least. So, why don't we get into our. Was there anything else that anybody wanted to talk about? Or I actually just had a side question. Have they put uh, those Fleischer Superman cartoons up on the DC app? I believe so. Rad. Cool. Yeah. There's like. Basically, the only things that aren't on there are things that they don't have ownership over. So, so like, like latest movies and like the, the latest movies, obviously CW stuff. That'll be up there eventually whenever their Netflix deal runs out. And then I'm trying to think is Batman 66 is not on there. And I'm trying to think if there was like another big thing that wasn't on there. Oh, it's like only the first two Superman movies because three and four have like weird rights issues. And I think like all the bat, like all of the Batmans are on there. Because I think well, I mean, you only really want the first two Superman. Yeah, but sometimes you want to watch those other two as like for shits and giggles. Like Supergirl's not on there because that's the mm. same thing as those uh, second two Superman movies. I'm trying to think what other like they don't have this the Swamp Thing show or like Swamp Thing movie um, kind of stuff. Yeah, stuff that Warner Brothers didn't do and doesn't own is the only things not on there. But like everything that they've ever done is there, which is a lot, except for the stuff they don't want you to see. Uh, they have Super Friends, The Batman, Teen Titans, Green Lantern, the animated series, Static Shock. Yeah, they have everything from like the Genie Verse, uh, Batman: okay. Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I, I was just curious because like I I really love like those Fleischer Supermans, and uh, I kind of want to rewatch all of those. Yeah. All right. So yeah, they have uh, how many did they make? Uh, like not a whole lot. I I don't know. Like, yeah, because there's only. Se- there's 17 on yeah, the app right. on there. So, all right. So, when we go to our kind of topic for the evening, which is basically, it's kind of started when we were talking about because the other news story we didn't touch on really was the Robert Robert Pattinson is supposed to be like has it actually been <laughs> he's officially in said? line? No, he's not yeah. commenting. There's been no signing on the dotted line. Yes, it's just this is it feels like one of those controlled rumors that yeah. gets leaked to see if people would be interested. To test it out. Yeah. Yeah. So this started in like one of our chats of like basically to me I was hoping like and I think Pattinson will do a fine job. I was personally hoping for them to go younger and it kind of opened this kind of talk back and forth up which Connor you were involved in. Mm-hmm. Like to me it was specifically with Batman like I always see Batman starting off as batman when like coming back to gotham like his year one and around like when he's 25 yeah um but again like the whole timeline of batman makes absolutely no sense because 
he if he's like 25, he's like a year by himself. And then he gets Dick, he gets Dick as Robin, and then he's Robin for like 10 years. Yeah, if you start putting Batman down table and and kind of like try Dude. and add up where all these kids were, it makes no sense. Well, um, what it does hilariously is show that like Jason was Robin for like six months. Yeah, and then he had no Robin for like a year, and then Tim shows up and he's Robin slash Red Robin for like six months, and then Damien's been there for like whatever however many years he's been there like two years Years, yeah yeah like a couple of years so damien's like the second most long term like in terms of being robin has like the second most time as robin mm-hmm. based on like the especially in the rebirth kind of was, where we are right damien now before rebirth yeah damien's been around since before new 52 okay geez uh, basically that. the start of morrison's run yeah he created damien okay good that's a good decision. I like Damien. Yeah, he basically did what Morrison does with like most characters, which is he brought in this thing. I don't remember who did the original story. Uh, but, I um, think uh, Daniel O'Neill and Neil Adams. Yeah, when they brought in uh, Rachel Ghoul, that like that time that like Talia drugged him, and I think originally that they had a tryst, but then they like retconned it into she kind of milked Bruce. Less than actual sex and collected a specimen is kind of what they've retconned it to because Damien's a test you baby in current continuity. And in old, I mean, technically he appeared as one of the, as a villain in uh, Kingdom Come. Oh, did they, is, did they have him in that? They, they don't, they just have, they don't have a name, but she has a child. No, uh, he's, he's part of Lex Luthor's uh, group and he has, they they have a it's a they have they they don't call him Damien or anything in, in English, but his name translates to son of the batter or something like that. Oh, interesting. Again, Morrison is like the master of doing that kind of stuff. So, which he's done in Green Lantern, and he did his Batman one specifically is just like all of the crazy stuff, and especially with the is it the what is the story? Is it the black mask? Not black mask. Um, the black glove. Black love, yeah. Especially when you get into the the Batman of Planet X or Zern Ra, whatever you want to call it. That shit is like combining some insanity from like the sixties um that they brought that he brought in. So um so for you guys, I know we went like really roundabout, like is there any like I guess for like Batman or Superman or any of the specific characters that like when you see them, like you see them coming in at like a specific age? Then we went back and forth specifically on Batman because Arlen, who's in like the Phantom Zone, kind of always saw Batman, I guess, starting when he was like almost 30, like 28, 29. I mean, I think the Flash becomes the Flash the second that lightning bolt hits him. But I mean, like age wise, like how old do you think? I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I I mean, Bruce Wayne goes overseas, right, to go train as a ninja. Like mm-hmm. and that and that's like what is like teenage years like I assume, well that's the thing yeah I, it's like when I, I assume that's like, I assume I I assume he's planning stuff at that at, at that point like he's not he doesn't have his head in his head that he'll be a costume crime fighter but like he knows that he's going to become a vigilante of some some kind yeah to me it's like I see him like graduating high school early and leaving at like sixteen seventeen mm-hmm. and being gone for at least five years. Like enough time yeah. where he's legally dead in Gotham. 
See, mine, mine is along the same lines as yours, but it's training for like 10 years instead. So he comes back when he's like in his late 20s, closer to his early 30s. And he like he dons the cape, uh, cape and cowl closer to his 30s and starts everything there. Yeah, he's a, see, in my head, it makes more sense that he puts on a cowl when he's younger because he's less mature and it's kind of like an insanely childish idea. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it is. Yeah. I think it also like it's not just Batman. Like to me, it's like oh, I was thinking, what I what what age do you think Clark decides to like finally embrace and become Superman? Uh, it's probably as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I think it's for me. It's like way later. Like I feel like he wouldn't do it until he's like fully, like almost in like he's in college. I mean, like that's like a difference between like is because I think he's already saving people when he's a teenager. Yeah. I mean, but like coming like, coming uh, out in like the full suit and being the persona of Superman. I mean, he's got his cape and everything already when he's a teen, so I don't know. You know what I mean, though. There's like a difference between like just saving people and then not standing there, like for the kind of like just like oh, something saved me, like some sort of bl- probably has to do with watching Smallville, but like instead of just being like this kind of blur that helps people, as opposed to like standing there and deciding to become the symbol type thing to me it's like a weirdly more in the flip side of batman it's like a more mature idea that somebody like in college or maybe post-college like would decide to do and i do think that their ages batman and superman's ages have to be tied together whenever you think about them so i feel like one can't really exist in the dc world and the other one come way later because it makes no sense they kind of have to both pop up simultaneously in the world mm-hmm. oh that's why that's why i said teenagers the both of them yeah, oh, it's interesting. Like, um, I don't know if there's like any Marvel characters like this because I feel like they're way more concrete. Punisher. Um, yeah, yeah I but, mean, like, there's still a little vagueness in him, but you can always say he's been he's been to wars, so he's so, got to be in his late twenties, thirties. And he has a couple. He usually has one or two kids. Yeah. That's, so if he's that's... done like a tour somewhere, that's like two or three years, and that's after high school. So at the youngest, he's in like he's in his late 20s depending <laughs> on how old the kids are like if he's like if his oldest kid is like like six which usually i feel like they're older than that like yeah he's, i feel like punisher is probably when shit happens he's like 32 or 33 i'm actually the one older. the one i'm really work like curious about is robbie reyes oh as um hmm. ghost rider is that is that yeah. correct okay ghost driver ghost yeah, driver yeah, yeah. my apologies that's fucking sick. Um, um, having I didn't having not read the book, but I know the story. I feel like yeah, I don't know. It either. makes sense for being like eighteen, like definitely on the younger end, because he's involved in like gang stuff, right? But he has a younger brother. Yeah, but you can have a younger brother if you're eighteen. Like I I I don't know. Like I don't know enough of the story. Like I know what I saw in Agents of Shield and what I've read. So. I feel like when he's involved, like all that stuff that he can be involved in is like he can be involved in at a much younger age. Kind of kind of similar to like um, Peter Parker. Like to me, like Peter becomes Spider-Man when he's like a freshman or sophomore in high school. And that's like always the case in my head. And I guess like when I was saying like it's a little bit more difficult than the Marvel books because most of those other characters are like adults and established in some sort of career like as they're becoming a hero or before like Captain America is at least 18 because 
he joined the military. So well, that's Spider-Man. Spider-Man has to say like he's in high school, so he's with when he originally starts. So, dude, most, isn't there like a side story where he's like a kid, like a real kid, and he has and he has his spider powers and everything? You can you can get Spider-Man started at any age. Yeah, but in order to like, they've done different versions and takes, but most of the time, Peter is in high school on some sort of a field trip. Oh, I mean, for sure. I mean, he hasn't really become Spider-Man until his Uncle Ben dies. Yeah, and you can yeah. have tragedy at any age, man. As long but as they're I, past I four like... and they can comprehend memory and, like, the idea of loss, you're good. Yeah. Like, 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 but he, he's, with... like, he's helping people, but, like, he, you know, he doesn't become Spider-Man until, like, that one moment yeah. where he's, like... Well, that's a good point. Like, what do you think the time is between him getting the powers and Uncle Ben dying? To me, it's like fairly quick. Like it's, yeah, it's like a week or two. A year. I would say maybe like a month at most. Like I can't okay. see it being years, but I can see it being like him dicking around for like a month and then like feeling himself out really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Extra hard. Oh, dude. And then that's how he shoots the webs. <laughs> 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 but I mean, like, it's got those spider ropes, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, even in, like, some of the, like, you know, a lot of the other characters and, like, any other stuff, it's, like, well, way more well-defined. Like, Hellboy is really well-defined because it's all, like, everything is so, um, like, all the years are there for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, because... you know how old, like, he reaches physical maturity very quick, but he doesn't reach mental maturity until very, very later on. Yeah. When he, like, like, first starts out, he's, like, a teenager, right, technically? Oh, absolutely. Like, the first story, technically, is, like, 1955, which is only a couple years after they found him. Um, or it's, like, I think it's less than 10 years. So he's he's kind of still a baby. Uh, oh, it, yeah, he's not even, like, a tween. He's, like, below well, that. Yeah, like, it shows him, like, beating the shit out of people, not asking questions. Like, it's a stark contrast to the character you read later on, who is more interested, like, who is so cocky with his knowledge that he just walks into a situation, and he just talks rather than than anything else. Well, he, no. he does go to fists later. No, what was your guess for Robbie Reyes again? Like, 17 or 18? You're, 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 you're pretty much, you pretty much got Bang it. Bang on the money there. Yeah, because I'm... I'm on the wiki and it's he's is a he's a high school student. Yeah, because to me it's like with the way from what I read his backstory is that like that is kind of the age where like the kind of because he has like gang stuff initially, right? Or like, uh, he's trying he's trying to get what he he's not in a gang, but he's trying to get away from the. Yeah, it's like a lot of that stuff would happen when you're like like just below eighteen, like when you're just not an adult. Is like when they start beginning like trying to recruit people and that kind of stuff. So, but I mean, like, there are other characters who, like, um, to kind of go on the flip side, like, Jami Reyes, the young, the newer Blue Beetle. I, I think at times, like, I prefer him when he's kind of like Spider-Man, like, he's like a high school kid. So, I don't know, it's like, it's an interesting thing to, like, kind of think about, like, or... Wait, I think I may have thought of one, or a group, uh, Fantastic Four. Yeah, that's true. To me, yeah, wow, that's a weird one, because... I see, like, Johnny has to be the, he's the youngest, so at most, it depends on what origin, like, are they the all-military things? Like, is Johnny, like, ex-Air Force or whatever he was at some point? Like, or no, is I'm, it... I'm, I'm doing, I'm talking about Volume 1, 1960s, Dan and Jack. That original, I feel like they're in their, Johnny's in his mid-20s, and the rest of them are, like, close to 30, 
maybe they're a little bit older than that. I haven't seen that in a long time. But yeah, like it's like um, some characters absolutely doesn't matter. Like Wonder Woman, like who cares? Like age means like kind of nothing. When like the Jordan is kind of interesting to kind of think about, or any of the Green Lanterns, because it's like with how like well he's gone to the military and then he's gone out. So when he gets the ring, I feel like he's in his late twenties, early thirties, which is makes him like even extra douchey because he's a super douche because of his age. Yeah, John. John has to be older because John's got to be like thirty-five when he gets the ring because like he was a marine, he was in the military. Yeah, then he becomes an architect. So like he has like a whole life. And then yeah, some of the other characters are definitely like the two newer lanterns are like definitely way younger. Oh, Baz and Cruz. Yeah, they're in their like Baz is probably like twenty five and they're probably about the same age, probably both about twenty five. And I think Cyborg's kind of in that like Cyborg is a college kid, so he's kind of like well defined. Um there's only like a handful of the char- like characters that have this weird kind of nebulous age especially when they first start out. Uh, and I think it's mostly DC characters because again, oh, I guess like the X-Men, like there's a lot of like vagary with like some of the, all the X gene kicks in during puberty. Yeah. It kicks in during puberty, but then like how old are they when they're like on the team? And it really depends on like when you're reading, like how old is Cyclops for the most part? He's like what in his thirties thing with Gene and most, I feel like most of like the main team members are in there. <laughs> late 20s, early 30s, so they've had their powers for, like, a long time. I know the character ages, like, the character I'm about to bring up, but was ever mentioned in the issue, in his, like, his appearance or his time on in uh, Swamp Thing about um, Constantine? Constantine? Mm, I feel like Constantine's in his 30. Like, to be able to, like, having... Because it seems like based on his origins, like, at different times, like, he definitely lived a pretty decent life before because, he even got into magic. Yeah, because Hellblazer, like I said, he ages he ages throughout the the entire series, and the book went for what thirty years. Yeah, so like I, well, in the end, but they also age characters super slow in book if yeah. they ever do it at all. But not John. Yeah, so like, but I think like because I feel like he starts his kind of journey when he's in his early to mid twenties but doesn't become really the John Constantine that's like walking around until he's like in his thirties. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's like anybody else like John, is there anybody, I don't know that you th- that like, does this ever like cross your mind when you're reading a book or anything? Uh, not really. Cause I just kind of think about, um, I don't know. Like I, I, you know, it's like, I, it's just like reading them. It's, you know, like kind of like what their ages are already. Yeah, I guess it's more like the reason like it became like a thing is like depending on where like if they were to do like a movie or something and they did like an origin for a character, like how old that would be. So when we're talking about, you know, Batman, if you were casting, it's, you know, one of the reasons why like we've had three Spider-Men, why two of them have looked foolish, especially one of the first one playing a high schooler. Oh, that they, that's one of my favorite aspects of the original <laughs> Like Raimi ones. Yeah, Tobey Maguire, 35 years old. <laughs> seeing a 35-year-old man walk next to, like, actual 17-year-olds. Which, yeah, but it's like, he's the same, him, Kristen Dunst is, like, the same thing. Like, she's, like, 30-something in that, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the teacher, or whoever was in that trip at the at, at the science place, or the lab, was younger than they were. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, what's his name that plays Flash in that too? Is is like hilarious because now he's a big actor. That was oh, like John Manganiello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he was the bully in that. Yeah, he's Flash Thompson, and then he became Deathstroke for a hot second. <laughs> he got one scene in like a badass suit. I hope he took. I hope they let him keep that. I doubt. I mean, like he's a huge nerd, so I think he he probably pulled some. He's strings. a huge nerd who's married to Sofia Vergara. Yeah, it's what a wild world that man lives in. Yeah. That you know that guy should be Batman. I don't know why he was Deathstroke. Um, he's got yeah, the chin. He, yeah. Well, again, that goes into like the whole like what age do you think. Like he, I would have. I think he could have done a really good year one Batman six years ago. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Before he got gray. Yeah, but um, I think he would be a really interesting like middle aged Batman now. Like, because like I don't even think like I and I liked Affleck take on it, but Affleck was what like forty. Like his Batman, I see. I see. Like I liked. I liked the older Batman. Like in my mind, in in Dark Knight Metal. Batman's like in his mid forties, and that's that's where I like my Batman. Yes, well, w- because of all the Robins and stuff, like I'm like, oh, the current Batman's in his forties. That is why he is just the biggest prick ever, is because yeah. he's been running around doing this for almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and he's like he's... basically to everyone, get the hell out of my face! I'm the goddamn Batman. I'm fucking like... Batman. Let me be. <laughs> get out of my face! I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> running around and like pulling down like like signs and shit. <laughs> I just like see him as like any character, especially like a Hal Jordan's like, oh, I have an idea. He's like, you have an idea. You have an idea, Hal. Hal, take your idea and put it in your fucking ring. I'm Batman. <laughs> I thought of your idea, and guess what I did with it? I flushed it. <laughs> I have a briefcase full of like 15 different ways to destroy you, just in case. But guess what? Yours is empty because you're a moron. And he just like moves on. It's like very much like my Batman is like very similar if you've watched the Young Justice Abridged stuff. Yeah. Like, that is kind of like the Batman I like, where he's just like, he just like doesn't even want to talk to anybody because everyone is just an idiot around him. It just slows him down. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, it's like a interesting thing. I guess it was maybe like, it's something that I think about sometimes, especially when talking about like casting and like movies and stuff. Because um, like, to me, like, I, I think Momoa was in, not a bad choice for Aquaman. I just think he's like kind of depending on where you put him, he's a little older mm-hmm. because he is actually like, was he like 40 something? Yeah. Like he's, he's up there, man. Yeah. Like I kind of don't get the reason why like they get actors who are like in their forties to play these characters. It's like, so they're going to play the character for like six years and then they're going to be too old to do this. Yeah. Hey man, they, they dig their own graves. I, yeah. I forgot. I watched half of Aquaman on the plane back. Mm-hmm. But uh our plane landed so I couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn That's planes. Always, always that, landing in the middle of movies. Uh, That's how that, I watch Justice League. That movie feels like a nineties superhero movie. It or definitely not even, does. Not even a nineties superhero movie. It feels like a nineties like action movie. Like it feels mm-hmm. like rush hour at, almost. Uh, I have to watch it still. Maybe that'll be my thing to do tomorrow. I, I liked Aquaman. It was fun. Um, and that's it. It was also beautifully Wait. shot. Like, I just had, that are yeah, dropped compared to Shazam, I just had, like, no super desire. Even though, like, I am kind of an Aquaman fan. Like, I just didn't have the drive to see it that mm-hmm. I had for Shazam. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I, I really need to see Shazam. I've heard nothing oh, but good Shazam about it. Is, it's... 
I think we've talked about it. I know me and John have talked about it, but like it's definitely could have been uh, there could have been some scenes edited out and made it paced a little bit better. But I think the scenes I would have cut out, and maybe John might like similar is like I think would have not worked as well for younger audiences. Yeah, that's like, fair. There's like a lot of scenes that are like kind of jokey montagey that I'm like, mm. this is going on forever. But it's like it plays into like meme culture, like younger uh, kids. And I think it's why they left it in. Yeah. Everybody loves yeah. that Fortnite bit in Endgame. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a Fortnite bit in Endgame. God, I'm yes. so sorry. You didn't remember I didn't... that? Uh, oh, I, I didn't know if you. I when they're, playing, you when they're playing Xbox. Yeah, Korg is on the TV. Uh, Korg is playing Fortnite. He's, and he playing Fortnite. he's dressed like uh, Taika. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't. I, I don't play Fortnite, so I wasn't sure if there was like I'm like did did like Thanos do like a Fortnite dance or something? I don't remember. No. <laughs> well, actually, Thanos was in Fortnite. Yeah, they, they did like a whole. They did like a whole thing yeah. with them. Yeah, where you had to collect the Infinity Stones. Yeah, it was like a fifty-fifty va- battle. I didn't play any of it, mind you. I just yeah. I saw people play it. My wife's little cousins, little blast, all play it, and oh yeah, I just stare at it. I'm like. I don't understand why you're playing this crappy shooter. But whatever. We're, I'm an old man. <laughs> old man yells at clouds. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, I think we can you know, wrap it up. There's not really much else. Um, I don't know. I'll, I guess quickly do plugs and maybe something that you picked up this week that you thought was awesome. So, I don't know. Connor, do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, questionconnor. Uh, I'm on Instagram at maybe Connor. Um, and I also write f- occasionally for lostharrow.wordpress.com. I think that was right. Yes, that is correct, sir. Cool. It's been a while since I did the plug, so glad I, I did that right. Um, I'll be doing like E3 coverage and everything coming up here. Uh, and as for books, I picked up, I picked up a lot this morning. Um, but I am very uh, excited that I got to read Kingdom Come. I got oh, I ordered nice. that in the mail. And I got and finished that before we read the podcast. So I really enjoyed that. Um, Maybe next time you can give us a review. I, I would love to because it was good. Yep. Okay. Um, that's my plugs. Uh, Jonathan? Uh, you can find me on at Twitter at... Oops, I brought up the wrong... I've... I, I went to go t- type in Twitter, but I, I typed in the wrong URL. Uh, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at John, J-O-H-N underscore F-N underscore Siler, S-E-I-L-E-R. I'm also the same on Instagram. You can see me uh, talk about comics or uh, All In, which is on Saturday, and I'm pretty excited for that. It's basically a new uh, wrestling organization is going to be starting. You mean up. Double or Nothing? Or the, I mean, like the all elite show. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that should be pretty sweet, and I'll be talking about that, and also like any kind of like work stuff we'll be announcing on our way to Anime Expo. Nice. All right. Um. Was there a specific book or anything that you want to mention that you picked up? Uh, I mean, like it's you know, uh, trying to think of what I picked up yesterday. Uh, like I know I'm still like super into War of Realms. Uh, I also picked up Giant Man from last week, but I haven't read it yet. Um, oh, Assassination number yep. three is I, out. I picked it up and, and read that today. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind. Of, I've, I've, there's like a couple other books I know I did pick up. Yep. Uh, to John's note, War of the Realms is very good. 
Yeah, I'm gonna pick that up once it's done and like trader weight that. Yeah, uh, War Realms is probably my favorite Marvel event since Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Nice. All right, so uh, I'm Lou A. Gonzalez on all the social medias. So obviously you're listening to this podcast every Tuesday. Me and Alan have Smallville Chronicles that come comes out on here. So we just started season four, and then. Part of Los Haro is Legion of Tunes, which we will hopefully be recording a new episode this week. Um, but we are watching Loving Vincent. I think that's it. Johnny, I know you watched it. Oh, that's right? that's a beautiful movie. I do. I yes. did. Um Oh yeah, have have we already decided what the one after it's gonna be? No, I think it's Alan's pick, so I think yes! he already knows what he's picking. Oh, what is it? It's either, gonna, like... it's either gonna be Doctor Who related or I may just choose some some trippy stuff. Oh man, I like I heard Doctor Who and I just like sank back in my chair a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so check those things out. The books I picked up this week, I picked up Assassination or Assassination. As I picked up uh, Martian Manhunter number five, uh, which has been really good. And like I said before, Excellence, which came out uh, last week or two weeks ago, I think which is uh, another image book, which I highly recommend. Alan? Oh, yeah, and Alan does another podcast on Los Haro. Los Haro Games. You guys are killing it, and you guys have a heavy week coming up soon, right? Uh, we have a heavy, you know, next month. We have a heavy, heavy month coming up next month. Yeah, there's some, there's some stuff coming out in June. We have, we're going to be doing roundtables, hopefully, each week that we're prepping now. Um, I'm working on, there's also the PlayStation All-Stars Ultimate Wrestler Showdown. Hopefully that an episode of that goes up sometime soon. I'm just I want to sleep, but <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at, at SP Salvation because Emmett doesn't know what. According to based on the podcast posts on the site, he doesn't know. He forgot my what my Twitter handle is. All right. Well, I agree with Alan. I am ready for some sleeping. So, adios, guys. Catch you next time. I love you. Oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. (laughs) You should have said something about Barbados Slim. Uh. (laughs) There is no way out of here. That is the point of the Phantom Zone.